Hello, welcome to That Geek Pod. I'm Andy and I'm with my co-host, Catherine. How are you going, Andy? I'm good. Let's have some weather talk. It's a really nice day outside. Yes, the the sun is out, so it's quite nice here in the podcasting lounge. It We're is, yeah. Able to have jumpers off, which is pretty good. Yeah, I'm in my several uh, war. You're on brand. Yeah, I'm on, I'm, on brand. I'm on brand for today because um, we are talking the Marvel movies, the MCU. Yes, so we thought today we'd talk just phase one of the movies. If you don't know what phase one means, that's was the first grouping of movies up to and including um, the first Avengers. So there was a number of solo movies coming before the the first Avengers. The main event. The main event, yes. It all culminated in Marvel's The Avengers. So it all started with Iron Man, the first Iron Man, directed by Jon Favreau and starring, of course, Robert Downey Jr. We now can't think of Tony Stark without thinking of Robert Downey Jr., but it was a bit of a comeback for him, wasn't it? It was. He had done a few movies prior to Iron Man, like yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with yeah. Shane Black. Yeah. Love that movie. Yeah, and of course he was big in the um, 80s and 90s. That's right. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know, it was probably the first introduction for a lot of us to seeing um, – Iron Man and and to this character and really sneakily started this idea of a a universe, a cinematic universe. Of heroes. Of of heroes, Mm. but even this connected universe where – how many movies are we up to now? 19? Uh, Well, we just had Ant-Man and the Wasp come out, which we both haven't seen yet. I'm not sure what number – I, th- I think we're, we're up to 19. That, yeah. That sounds about right. It sounds right, yeah. Yeah. So I'd heard a little bit about Iron Man beforehand because I'd um, been subscribing to a magazine called SFX for years and years. I only recently stopped my subscription, but it was a great magazine. So it, it led me into the idea of um, comic book characters. So I'd heard a little bit about Iron Man beforehand. So I went in knowing some things, but for a lot of people, they would never have heard of Iron Man. Like me. I had no idea. Like, I knew Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I I had no idea of this character at all. I just remember the trailers, mm. and they were playing Black Sabbath's Iron Man. And I'm like, well, I like that song. I That's cool. Yeah. Oh, Iron Man's actually used music pretty well. I mean, coming from Australians, they've they've used... ACDC. That's right. Yeah. He's like the rock star of yeah. heroes. Yeah, he's the stadium rock star, mm. um, is Tony Stark, who's an interesting um, an interesting character, you know, this multi-millionaire, billionaire, who's, you know, at the start, he's, he's in it only for the money. He's not really interested in helping people, but over the course of this one movie, he changes his tune. He wants to start to use his money to, you know, heal the world a bit. You know, he's, he's yeah. a weapons seller and so he wants to, you know, save the world a bit from some of the havoc his weapons have. have yeah, because like like in the movie he gets captured by these uh, armed terrorists. Yes. 
and he's in a cave and they want him to build weapons and he ends up building the first prototype Iron Man suit because there's things going on he wasn't aware of. Yeah. Yeah, so Stark Industries have been doing some definite shady things and in this it's in this movie that he gets shrapnel or some kind of damage to his heart or which close has to his yeah, heart. Yeah, has that has to stay there? Yeah, he they can't operate on it to remove it. Mm. Um so he develops um the for want of a better word, the magnet to help keep it away from his heart. Mm. And that's where he develops that power source and and I, I can't remember uh, the exact line but you know he but the um antagonist in this movie the main antagonist in this movie is like saying well, you you built this in a cave out of scraps yeah um i think Jebediah uh, well anyway it's jeff yeah. bridges yeah jeff bridges uh, the yeah, dude the dude so that was a a big leap of faith in a way by audiences and the and the Marvel studios to have their first movie being Iron Man, not this super well-known hero. But even then, they put in little hints as to what they were leading towards. So the ending, um, the end of credits sequence, which we're now trained to sit in the cinema yeah sit through all the credits you're watching a marvel movie stay till the end end. of credits yeah so we get samuel l jackson as nick fury i think i had been aware of nick fury and the whole avengers thing like i wasn't hugely aware of it but just a little bit to go oh that's cool jarvis welcome home I am Iron Man. You think you're the only superhero in the world? Mr. Stark, you've become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it yet. Who the hell are you? Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Huh. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. Early, one of the early nights, because at that stage, one of the people I was working with, he was... um really into comic book movies so he invited me along with all these other comic book um, oh that's cool mates yeah mm. so and we got our first glimpses of um agent phil colson and black widow um played by scarlett johansson oh in my iron man too in iron man did we i thought she was introduced in the second one no because they had that boxing scene Now I'm going to go to IMDb. Listen while Catherine Googles. <laughs> it's a very good sound. Do I? I, I could be wrong. But um, Yeah, she's not in the cast list. So, yeah, she must be in the second one. Uh, that's okay. Like we said, there's been like 19 movies. And like these early ones, it's... it's uh, a blur. It is a bit, a bit of a blur. And, and the antagonist was Obadiah Stane. Not Jebediah. I think I was thinking of the band Jebediah, Jeopardy. I don't know. No, Jeopardy's a game show. Paul Bettany, Jarvis. Ah, little, Jarvis. Yes, little did he know what that would turn into? Yeah, his um, operating system. Yeah, yeah. P- 
personal AI system. Personal AI system, yeah. Because mm. he would be in his house and then when he'll be in the suit, he'll be with him. Yeah. So it's like yeah, constant connection. Mm. Iron Man was quite groundbreaking that it really set the stage for, okay, this could become a, a thing. And Kevin Feige, the producer there at Marvel, was taking a huge risk, huge gamble, but it definitely paid off. Mm. And it was good to see Tony have a a fellow character he could banter with with uh, James Rhodey Rhodes, played by Terence Howard. Um, but you, th- you know, Gwyneth Paltrow is also in it, and mm. John Favreau is in it as well as Happy, as well as directing it. That's right. Yes, he yeah. played um, his Happy. security guard. Yes, yeah, security guard, uh, chauffeur, chauffeur friend, dog's body. Yeah. <laughs> sort of everything. Yeah. And John Favreau, you know, for me, he's most best well known for um, having one stated moniker on Friends. There we go. There's a Friends reference. We got one in. Yes. <laughs> Are we looking for them? Don't you mind? <laughs> and that was came out um, in 2008 in May. Same year as The Dark Knight. Oh. Yeah. That's an interesting place where where Marvel and DC were. Yeah. Interesting contrast. Very much. Because, mm. like, these days they try not to, like, interfere with certain, like, releasing movies at the same time and stuff. Mm. But because so early they didn't know what was, yeah. you know, they're still testing out the field. So um, I think we had, yeah, we had Iron Man first and then... Then we had the Dark Knight in May because I remember because May is my birthday month and okay. I remember going to see it and I just thought it was just so because it was so dark mm. and different mm. compared to Iron Man which was just a ball of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was just interesting to see back then how how it was all different. Mm. So what came out also came out in two thousand eight. The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Which I found out while researching came out a month after Iron Man. <laughs> now, this is the Ed Norton Hulk movie. Yeah, Ed Norton. So, yeah, it was released in June of 2008, directed by Louis Letier. Not sure who that is. Letier, I think. Letieria. Yeah. yeah. So, it's got Ed, Edward Norton and William Hurt. And. Yeah, it's just one of those movies that just didn't really, like, they. I think they were trying to uh, really get, you know, they're building up this universe, they're trying to get things to join, but, uh, like, uh, it really didn't do well yeah. at the box office. I think I... I, I or critically. It or didn't critically either. Well, yeah. um, I don't even remember seeing it at the cinemas. I think I... Ended up just watching it on DVD one yeah. time. I have to admit, I haven't seen this one. And from what I've heard, the only linking into the MCU was, again, an, an end of credit sequence with... Um, Wh- yeah, which was... With um, Banger, Banner meeting... William Hurt's Stark. character. Oh, was that... Yeah, it was Hurt? William Hurt. He was in a bar because he was upset after the damage the Hulk's yeah. done. And Tony came in saying, "Listen, we need we need the guy. 
we need okay. it. We need to talk or something. Yeah, we're yeah. putting together a team and I want your help to yeah. help find him. But it yeah. is interesting that they were released within a month of each yeah. other. I can't believe that now because these days they do, what, three Marvel movies a year? Um, you have We had Black Panther in yeah. two to three. February. Yeah, two to three a year. And we've had... Avengers, Avengers in April. And Ant-Man. And Ant-Man now. in July. Yeah, July. Yeah. yeah. So that's like their three, three for the year. Two to three. Two to three a year. year. Yeah. And in this scenario, they just had it a month after. like, mm. And this is like their first – well, this is their second movie. But you almost wonder, was this envisaged as being part of – the MCU to begin with. That's right. Or was it, like you said, that thing just sort of added in? Yeah, because it, like you said, it didn't really add anything to Iron Man, like continuing no. to. Continuing, ma- yeah, the. Except the MCU. for the end. Yeah. yeah. So it, it makes me wonder whether this, it was almost retroactively added into phase one. Mm. But it's really interesting. We talk phase one, phase two, phase three. We didn't know that word then. No. I think it, it was like It started to after. come out, um, you know, once we got a couple more movies into the phase. And, and so it became clearer that Kevin Feige and those geniuses there at, at Marvel headquarters <laughs> were mapping it out. I want a photo of their whiteboard. Oh, with the red string going, this will link to there and that will go there. Yep. And there's there's got to be a whiteboard somewhere mm. with all of this written down. Yep. I want a photo of that whiteboard. This is our plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, after, like, we haven't really talked about what happens in the movie and such because it really, I don't know, there's Hulk, he smashes, there's... His rival, can't remember his name. Yeah, I can't add it. He saves. He saves the day. Then he goes out to hiding. So basically, that's mm. all we know. Yeah. He's gone to hide. Um, Bruce Banner's gone to hide. Um, and then after that, the next movie came yeah. out. Yeah. So a couple of years later, we get Iron Man two. Again, John Favreau is in the director's chair. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin Feige knew he was on to a good thing. And I think from then on we start to see far more regular releases. So obviously after Iron Man, I think, is when yeah they pulled out the whiteboard and the red string and started to plan things mm. as as we, we know now. Mm. Um, so Iron Man 2 had the... Um, had the um, Mickey Rourke character in it as the main, as one of the bad guys. But for me, Sam Rockwell. I want the bird. Give me the bird. <laughs> Sam Rockwell. <laughs> oh, he was, he's a gem in this movie. He's, I love he's him. He's a gem in every movie. Especially when he dance. When yeah. he starts dancing anytime, yeah. you're just like, can we just watch a movie of him just dancing? So whenever you cast Sam Rockwell, you have to have him dance at least once in, in a movie because he's fabulous. So, people, uh, this didn't get received all that well by yeah. by the fans, which I don't get. I mean, same here. Iron I don't Man get it. Was really really good, but 
I don't see the huge issues with Iron Man 2, especially when you start to compare it to, say, Iron Man 3. Because that's also what started. Mm. With the three films that came out, we all started to comparing them now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what was interesting in a way here was that Tony Stark at the end of Iron Man had had the press conference saying, I am Iron Man. So he was... He's the first superhero to be... You know, well, he's named himself, he's, yeah. He's named himself. He's, he doesn't really have an, secret an alter, o- ego, no. alter ego or mm. secret identity. Mm. He's like, no, I am Iron Man. And mm. there's no differentiation between the personality of Tony Stark and, and Iron Man like you would think of with Clark Kent and Superman, um, Bruce Wayne and mm. Batman. Batman, yeah. They're all dual identities, mm. whereas... Iron Man and Tony Stark are pretty much one and the same. But it's, it's interesting in Iron Man to see how this fame affects Tony Stark and, and how his actions are starting to affect those around him. We get the change of Rhodey with um, changing to Don Cheadle. Yes, because uh, apparently... Terence Howard, there was contract negotiations and they couldn't come to an agreement. So they hired Don and I think he's been, he's been fantastic. He's been great. Mm. And this is the first time he gets to don a suit himself. War machine. War machine. Being the creation initially of um, Sam Rockwell's um, character because he's sort of in competition. That's right. Yeah. Justin Hammer, Hammer Industries. Yeah. So to see the two you know, mechanical guys going against each other. Mm, especially and- in the Senate scenes. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Because, um, yeah, one of the main senators is um, Gary, Sa- Gary Shandling. Yeah, Gary Shandling. Appears as the US senator, yes. Mm-hmm. And him and Stark have this great banter that goes on. And it's very yeah. funny. Yeah. And seeing here Justin Thoreau was the screenplay, wrote the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Justin Thoreau, of course... But yes, he wrote the uh, screenplay. Yeah, yeah. And John Favreau came back, which is a great idea, I think, to get that banter mm. back. Mm. And I think it worked. But you know, in in the first Iron Man and Iron Man Two, they really let Robert Downey Jr. ad lib lines. That's right. Yes, which completely works. Mm. I mean, mm. obviously they have things written, and they do they film that, but then they also let him come up with his own lines as well to inject his own quirky personality because he is tony stark yeah yeah he's he's tony stark you can't separate them now and you wouldn't want to <laughs> but um what was the closing sequence with this one now the closing sequence in this one i think it was it was um Phil Coulson reporting a large hammer. Ah, yes. So that was a big tease for Thor. For Thor, yes. The next movie after that was Thor, which came out in May of 2011, directed by Kenneth Branagh, starring Chris Hemsworth, Jeremy Renner, and Tom Hiddleston. I still debate that, that order. Of what I've just said? Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, (laughs) then Jeremy Renner. All right, all right. They're my notes. Well, <laughs> Natalie Portman as well. Oh, yes. We got Padme. Yeah. Star Wars reference. 
So yes, so we had we have Thor. Uh, I quite liked this one. I I think it it brought it all back. It's something different. Yeah. It's very not sort of knights of the old, you know, knights of the the round table and such. Mm-hmm. But it had that you know kings queens, um, you know fathers sons. Yeah, it, yeah. It definitely had a, a a scope like a Shakespearean scope. You know, seeing if you got Kenneth Brunner, mm. definitely has that in there. And and I think it's really starting to show that okay, these all might be saying part of the same universe, but each character can have their own style. That's so right. The Thor sort of Shakespearean style really sort of started here, especially with the costumes. Yeah. Very in like capes and uh, crowns and Anthony jewelry. Hopkins, Hopkins as, yes, as Anthony as King King Odin. Yes, that's right. Right, Thor, Odin's son. That's right. Yeah, ruler of Asgard. Yeah, and Thor's an interesting character. The first time I'd, I'd heard of Thor, the comic book character, was back in the eighties watching the movie Adventures in Babysitting. If any of you out there have seen that one, it's a great movie. Go see it. Elizabeth's Shoe is in it. Um, yeah, it's all about what can happen when you babysit and they go loose on the town. Anywho, that's Catherine's sidebar for the day. What am I talking about for the day? I'm going to be sidebarring all day. Um, but Thor's a very interesting comic book character taking its roots from the Norse myths and legends and building it on that, being a an alien that has come to Earth to protect it as one of the realms. And so then, of course, the Norse people calling Thor their god. It's interesting, Stargate also has a Thor character as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just once in a in a movie, I want them to say Thor, buddy, like they, <laughs> like O'Neill does. On like O'Neill, okay. Um, now with this movie, we got introduced, well, especially me because I didn't know who he was. I don't think he. Well, he was big in um, the London theatre company, Tom Hiddleston. Yes, Tom Hiddleston, who played Loki. Ah, oh, now. Can we just talk about how good Marvel and the directors are at casting? The casting director has been all like, the money. Incredible. They deserve all the money, especially leading up to now. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, having Tom Hiddleston is just brilliant because he just he chooses the scenery, but in such a great way. Mm. He really enjoys all the words that they have him say. And really, just really um, puts it out there and everyone loves him. I think everyone fell in love with with Loki a bit. I just enjoyed his humour. Yeah. Like, it's very dark and dry. And just, like, his facial reactions to things. Mm. Like, a scene would happen with Thor and they would leave. And and the camera would just linger on him. And he'll be just like, oh, he's up to something. Mm. Or, it's, yeah, no, very good. And of course, Chris Hemsworth, he took on the, the role of having to physically embody Thor. Yes. 
and of course he's now known for that. But before that, he, well, he was on Home and Away. Yeah, we he just won the know. Logie for most popular newcomer. Yeah, yeah, he won his Logie, and he was the surfer, cool guy at that Summer Bay. <laughs> yeah, I remember that season. Mm, but he was definitely wasn't well known, and this was a very much a breakout role for him. Definitely, because um, I'm looking at my notes here, and he was initially dropped from consideration of being Thor, mm-hmm. and they uh, it was only because they were, they gave him a second chance to read, to continue reading the part mm-hmm. and developing the character, and he gained twenty pounds. By eating nonstop, and he revealed that um, it wasn't until this movie yeah. that he was doing weights all the time. Mm. So he's a big gym junkie now. Yeah, yeah. And Thor, yes, ex- known for ex- you know, its Shakespearean dialogue, but mm. I think probably what most people responded well to was the the comedy, especially the fish out of water. Yeah, humor. Yeah, when he's um. Drinks the, the... They're at the diner? At the diner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is nice. I'll have more. And smashes the... Was it a glass or a mug? A, a mug. A mug, yeah. There's a mug of coffee and then he's like, bring me a horse. <laughs> yeah. No, they go into the, the animal shop. Yeah. He goes, I'm looking for a horse. Bring me a horse. And the guy's like, uh, we don't have horses here. <laughs> it was great to see Natalie Portman as well backing these... Another franchise. Another big franchise that she hadn't gotten so, you know, disillusioned. Mm. She looked, especially in this one, she looked like she was enjoying herself. Yeah. That, you know, she was enjoying the process, Mm. the dialogue, she was enjoying saying it. Yeah. She seemed seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. So, (laughs) and I remember when he changed from his... The sort of civilian clothing they've given him into his Thor outfit. She's like, "Oh yeah, that's a good look." <laughs> um, but we also got to see um, Phil Coulson here working for Shield. That's right. Yes, and who's I think um, who started to become a fan favorite. Yes, would you say? Yeah, definitely a fan favorite. And Hawkeye, poor old Hawkeye. He. Um, he started in this movie as well with little bits and pieces. Basically a cameo. Yeah, a little cameo. Um, also the the scientist character. Oh, yes, played by Stellan Skarsgård. Yes, father of um, a couple of actors. But he's been great as well in in what he's, he's done. Mm. Yes, because uh, the... When Thor landed, they were trying to figure out, you know, is he an alien and such. But um, and then they worked out that like um, Loki had um, sort of set Thor up, which well, got him banished, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was good to see that Stellan Starsgard could you know, have his his Danish um, heritage there, that he mm. could speak in his own accent. Um, because the character was meant to come from there and it made sense for him to to know about these myths and legends. Yes, uh, Dr. Eric Selvig was mm. his name. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so that was 
a fun movie and it started really setting up this idea of one movie leading on to the next, leading on to the next. Mm. That is something we probably would never used to before. Yes, we had sequels to movies, but these weren't so much sequels as just... It's just a continuation of one... A cinematic universe. (laughs) Yes, a continuation of the universe and story. So... After that, we get um, Captain America, the first Avenger. My boy. So, released again in 2011, in July, late July. So, a few months later. Our, so, it wasn't so much propelling the story forward in the majority. It was it was a jump back. Yes, a jump back. back. At World War Two, mm. And somewhat amazingly with um, Chris Evans is how... He played, he played Steve Rogers even as little skinny Steve. Yeah, the the digital technology to sort of now like downsize him was mm. like incredible. Yeah, like you could sort of see like it's a bit weird. Like it's clearly not his body, but um, but that, it's they like, they did it really well. Yeah. I think they did have a body double for that as well as yeah, um. Using CGI, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But it was it was great because it just they we had quite a bit of the film with Skinny Steve. That's right, yeah. To it's see a lot. His character. Would you say the maybe the first hour almost? Maybe yeah. forty five. Yeah, yeah. First third, I'd say at least. Yeah, it would have to be. Mm. Yeah, I've got to say, Kevin, can you read out the whole cast because? Like Captain, like I said, Captain America is my boy. I Chris love Evans. Captain America. Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, come on! Every outhouse, doghouse. Yeah, Men in We're Black. Looking for Doctor Richard Kimball. <laughs> Hugo Weaving. Yeah, Australian legend. Yeah, Hugo Lord of the Rings, Matrix. Yeah. Fantastic. Haley Atwell, of course, who's um, Agent Carter. That's right, and Sharon and. Probably she's been lots of like British TV shows yeah. and stuff. So I rec- I think this was her big break. Yeah, one of her her bigger breaks. Yeah, because that's how I was introduced to her. But again, just fantastic as this woman during World War Two. Yeah, and and sort of showing how during World War Two women came to the fore and they had to run things. Yeah, she we- she didn't take any. Uh, no. No, any guff. That's Didn't right. Didn't take any guff. Yeah. Sebastian Stan. My boy. Bucky. <laughs> uh, so, Dominic Cooper, who was um, the elder Stark. That's right. Howard He's a great Stark. actor as well. He's in um, Preacher at mm. the moment. Mm. No, and very good. Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. As the scientist. Stanley Tucci, who's just fantastic. When he's in Hunger Games, being a flamboyant uh, mm. presenter. Yeah. Or Devil Wears Prada. And this. Like, he just, he's such a good character actor. Yeah. He does everything. Mm. But we can start to see that big names, with Thor as well, big names are starting to come in and agree to be a part of the Marvel That's right, universe. especially to get Tommy Lee Jones, because, you know, like I said, mm. Men in Black, 
there Oscar were three winner. movies and like he's an Oscar winning actor and you're like, okay, he's probably not into these franchises, yeah. but he was really good in this as yeah. the drill instructor and, and commander of this operation. Yeah. So we start off in World War Two, where uh, Steve Rogers is wanting to volunteer, but he doesn't meet the physical requirements. So no, he gets denied. Yeah, so he... Um, he volunteers to be part of this experimental um, service, this experiment, and where they pick the best candidate mm. and ends up being Steve because of his heart and his brains. That scene when they're doing, I think they have to climb the flagpole yeah, to get have the to flag. Get, they have to get the flag. Don't yeah. specify they have to climb it. Yeah, no, and he knocks it down, doesn't yep. he? Yeah. yeah. And even that scene where the guy... Um, Tommy Lee Jones's character tosses the fake dud grenade. Yep. They all jump out, and he jumps onto on it. it. Yeah, and that just shows you, yeah, man. Yeah, he would sacrifice himself mm. for all of you right now. And so he gets the serum to become a super soldier, the Captain America as we know and love, mm. which has tried to be duplicated many times. Many. Well, as the Hulk would testify. That's right. And after a bit of time raising money, doing a cabaret show. Yeah, he just did, you know, war bonds, get your war bonds. Yeah. He then, with his, was it Howling Commandos? That's right. um, I love those guys. Then went to, through Europe and and doing all these raids on um, Nazis and the Red Skull. Yes, the Red Skull, who was yeah. played by Hugo Weaving, yeah. was, in, was and his yeah. his um, second in command or one of his offsiders anyway was Toby Jones. Yes, the scientist. Mm. Good old Toby Jones. He's a great actor as well, um, and you know, helping to shape the war. His old Captain America, and and he loses his friend Bucky. Yes, he falls off the train and. Um we all think he's gone and lost. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, he makes the supreme sacrifice. He knows he has to keep the Tesseract away from the Red Skull and hide it. And his plane is going yeah, down. Yeah, so, so he crashes the plane in Antarctica? Or the Atlantic? It would be the Arctic. The Arctic. Probably, yeah. because yeah, Antarctica is southern. Yep, yep so northern. The Arctic. Yeah. So... Um, so it wouldn't be captured and such. Mm. And so he gets frozen and the last bit of the movie is him waking up in present day New York. That's right, yeah. That's a great scene as mm. well. Mm. Yeah. And that's you know, him sort of running around and, and then again Nick Fury talking to him. That's right, bit, telling yeah. him like, um, you know, we, we you have you know, we have to talk. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and that was the post credit scene, Fury approaching Steve and proposing the mission. Mm, mm. So it was I, – I really liked it the first time I, I saw this and, and it, um, so it got – introduced us to the idea of Captain America, who he is. 
and how much of a hero he can be. And even to the idea of the Avengers, if you didn't know who the Avengers were, Mm. calling him the first Avenger... Tells us he was the first one. But also is telling everyone out there about the idea of the Avengers and then bringing Nick Fury to say, okay, we're building a team. Yeah. Which leads us to the big movie release of... 2012, The Avengers. Avengers. We'll get better. (laughs) Marvel's The Avengers, or as they called it in um, the UK, Avengers Assemble. That's right, because there's another movie called The Avengers. Yeah, based on a TV show called The Avengers. Ray Fiennes? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the movie was apparently pretty bad, but the actual TV She's like floating was... in a bubble. It's weird. But she's dressed as, Scar- as um, Black Widow. No, ex- well, it's Emma Peel, except uh, in the 60s. Okay, because she has yeah. the red hair and black suit. I'm like, 60s, uh. yeah. So, yes, May 2012, mm-hmm. my birthday month. I was very happy. <laughs> so, yes, directed by Joss Whedon and the cast. <laughs> Whoa. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. Though, I do want to mention, though, it does introduce a new cast member to everyone. Uh, Mark Ruffalo. Yes, as the Hulk, Bruce Banner. Yes. Now, you might have heard me before talking about the Hulk movie with Ed Norton. Well, he didn't want to continue. He was done. So, they cast Mark Ruffalo. Mm. And in my opinion, he's done a better job. Well, Mark Ruffalo is just a great actor. I, again, I try to see him in everything. Yeah. He's one of my faves. Yeah. No, he's great. Also has Kobe Smother, Smulders from um, How I Met Your Mother. Yes, yes. See, I never watched that show, but I knew, I recognised her. I'm like, yeah. oh, she's from that show. But one thing that really struck me when I saw this for the first time and even re-watching it is how well balanced everyone is. It's not like there's two main people and everyone else is supporting characters. That's right, yeah. Everyone gets very similar type of screen time. Mm. I'm just watching it. I haven't sat there and analysed the numbers, Mm. but it feels very well balanced, which is a a feat of It's very rare as well. Yeah. Because you you try and see these recent movies like, all right, I'll say it, Justice League, Mm. and it's just, it's all over the shop. Yeah. Things are happening, and then there's another scene, and you're like, wait, what? didn't we just see her over here? How did she get there to here? Like, yeah. yeah. But in this, you just see it done right. Mm. An amazing movie to see. And I was there so that Wednesday night, you know, because they open here in Australia on Thursday, and they do always like a Wednesday night. Um, preview. Oh, so the 7 p.m. preview, not yeah. midnight? No, not midnight. Oh, like so 7, 7 p.m. PM. Oh, wow. Again, same mates. And, um, and full packed cinema, people laughing you know, at, at the jokes. They're know. so funny. Classic Joss. And, and it, the f- first time you see it, of course, the laughing our heads off at, at Hulk, just smashing. Yeah. Yeah. Throwing um, Loki around <laughs> like he's a dish rag. Yeah. But we're laughing so ha- hard that we even missed the line, puny God. Yeah. Yeah. I think I missed it the first time as well. And 
But Loki, he comes in as the main villain. Yes. And even here we start to see the idea of um, Thanos. Yes, the Thanos. Yes. Thanos was, was introduced and the even maybe not so much the gauntlet, but it, for those of you who knew about the gauntlet, you knew this was laying this was laying the, the groundwork for um for the gauntlet. But mm. yeah, Loki was there as the main bad guy trying to get the the Tesseract and to obliterate the Avengers, you know, any opposition mm, mm. to um to Thanos coming. But he was fantastic. When he's on the ship when they have him captive and he has the line you is it are you squeering? Like you're mewling. Yeah, quilt. Oh, we're gonna have to find the line because it's yeah. just. Yeah, it's very filthy. Yeah, but said in such a brilliant way. Mm. But, but he was—he's just delights in saying it. Mm. And I do, I do like that interrogation scene when um, Black Widow's like, "Yep, I'll get the info out," and then like he's trying to like twist it, and she's like, "Ah, so that's your play." And he's reacting, "Wait, what?" What do you mean? Oh yeah, he's here for the Hulk, and he, and he's just like, uh, wait, no, I wasn't, I wasn't, I I I was controlling you. No, yeah. no, 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 you did not play me. But you know, and even um, you pretend to be separate, to have your own code, something that makes up for the horrors, but they are part of you, and they will never go away. I won't touch Barton, not until I make him kill you. Slowly, intimately, in every way he knows you fear. And then he'll wake just long enough to see his good work. And when he screams, I'll split his skull. This is my bargain, you mewling quim. You're a monster. (laughs) Oh no. You brought the monster. So, Banner, that's your play. What? Loki means to unleash the Hulk. Keep Banner in the lab, I'm on my way. Send Thor as well. Thank you for your cooperation. In um, Black Widow's first scene where she's in Russia, supposedly getting ah, uh, yes, tortured. Getting, yeah, by the three Russian dudes. Yeah, and she's like, no, they're exactly where I want them. And she just kicked yeah, and, and the general guy's like, "No, we we haven't told yeah. no." <laughs> yeah. So she's pretty ace. Mm, no, but, she was great. Yeah. Much better than the I would say the introduction we saw in mm. Iron Man two. Mm. I just felt it was very rushed. Yeah, but it's great that finally they've announced this week they're going to make a That's standalone right. yes. directed by a woman, yeah, an Australian woman actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so. Awesome. That's one to be watching over the next few months, that development. Oh, that's cool. Um, Another thing with the Avengers I want to bring up is the wonderful score by Alan Silvestri. Um, The Avengers theme is so iconic now. Mm. And it's just, it just really gets you, like, they're about to go, or like, suit up and all that. Mm. We're about to fight. You know, fight the bad guy, and um, yeah, no, I just, I just, yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> but you know, to 
to balance this cast of stars who by this stage most of them could open a movie on their own. Mm. I mean, I, I, I mock Hawkeye a little bit, but had Jeremy Renner won his Oscar by this stage and he was taking on the um, – that new Bourne movie. Yeah, he did that one. It didn't, it didn't go very really well. go anywhere. But let's face it, he was on – he's still a big name. Yeah, no, he is. And he's very funny. He's got mm. great humour. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so this huge cast, it really introduced the idea of, okay, you can have this massive cast of big names mm. and have them all working together. It's, it's a feat of um, – of planning an organisation to have all these people available and mm. able to work together. And like you mentioned before, the, like just to get everyone together, yeah. like the casting. Yeah, the casting. Give that person a medal. And this is when we first start to also see how well um, Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo interact yes. with each other. science bros. Yeah. And, and you know, how Mark Ruffalo's quiet sense of humour works with, mm. with Robert Downey Jr. And well. we get his famous line like, oh, don't you have to get angry? I'm always angry. And, of course, the, you know, Captain America get, giving everyone their roles. Hulk, smash. Yes, I love that scene. So good. And when they're fighting the Chitari, Thor and Captain America start using their weapons like they're teaming up to take out dudes. Yeah. Like I think he throws his hammer and cap deflects it and it hits a whole bunch of Chitari or the classic, he bangs it and the vibrations push them away. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Just that's so cool. And um, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, sorry. Tony Stark giving everyone nicknames like he called um, Thor point break. Point break. Yeah. And, (laughs) and uh, sitting around the, um, the office talking about something at one point, I think they, they talk about um, the flying monkeys and Steve Rogers is, I get that reference. I I get that reference. (laughs) And, um, and agent Colson wanting um, Steve Rogers to sign his. his Yeah. He had like playing cards or collector cards. Yeah. Because his father was in the war mm. and collected these Captain America cards. And yeah. so, yeah, he collected them. And, yeah. and of course, we get in this movie the death of um, Agent Coulson by the hand of Loki. As so we thought. Well, he was brought back to life. Yeah, he had his own TV show. But, um, but yeah, but from the watching the movie, yes, we did see him yeah. die. And I was upset because I... Mm. Like like we mentioned before, he was sort of a fan favorite little mini character yeah. in every movie, linking it all together, yeah. and just like his he, scene he was, was an just every man in, in a way. Yeah, that he didn't have super powers. Nah. he was just a he just guy. Wanted, he wanted to do good. Yeah, yeah. So it it did huge numbers at the box office and just oh. went on and on and on. Can I tell you the box office? Yeah, it is. So it was budget for two hundred and twenty million. Mm-hmm. This movie made one point five one nine billion dollars. Billion dollars. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So I think it is. I think that was the first Marvel movie to get to a billion. Yeah. So it really started to set the mark for big blockbusters. That 
you could make that amount of money. Obviously, it costs a lot of money to make, but mm. you could get that money back. Yes, I've just looked at the other movies, yet none of them crossed a billion. So no. there you go. Yeah. yeah, that tells you they're onto something big. We enter the end of credit sequence. Uh, it's a unique one. Is that It's just them sitting around a shawarma place eating after the Battle of New York. So it doesn't exactly lead you into what then will be the next phase. Well, we get Thanos. Yeah, we get Thanos. When I think he gets told, like, you know, the Jachari failed. Mm. Um, It didn't work out. I think he just says something sinister, like, oh, well, we'll try harder next Mm. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely starting that idea of Thanos, which didn't culminate until... Um, yeah, Avengers: Infinity War, we, where we are now. Yeah, where we are now in, in and in Phase Three. Because really. because I was that guy in the scene. I'm like, who's this guy? And I had to have yeah. my friend tell me, "Oh, that's Thanos." So yeah, that brings us to the end of Phase One. Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed our conversation. If you want to join us on the conversation, send us an email on thatgeekpod at gmail dot com or Twitter at that geek pod we're also on instagram Was it that geek pod on instagram look for that mm-hmm. i'm on twitter at, at katherine underscore name andy's on twitter at that geek andy that geek pod will return